0: This is a HeadGum Podcast.
1: Andrew, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. My name's Craig, by the way. Hi. Did you know that?
0: <laughs> Just three the ad.
1: How much time do you, Andrew, spend on yourself versus others? Um, on a given week, let's say.
0: Uh, uh, not, not a lot of time on yourself. Even the, even the stuff I'm doing that like benefits me also benefits other people mostly. Yeah, <laughs> so it can
1: be really hard mm-hmm. to strike a balance, mm-hmm. you know? There's a lot of people who need things from you, whether it's in your work or your personal life, and it can be easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs and not think about what you need. You left left yourself feeling a little stretched thin perhaps. And therapy can give you the tools to strike a better balance. I really do think that therapy is a great tool for this sort of thing. It can give you like a dedicated time in your day to actually take stock of what you need and what you're getting uh, and what others need from you, and you can you know bounce it off an outside person that's not you and, you know take actual stock of what's going on mm-hmm. um if you're thinking of starting therapy yourself you can give better help a try it's entirely online and designed to be convenient flexible and on your schedule so i'm calling you to action find more balance with better help visit betterhelpcom slash overdue today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help help.com slash overdue Welcome to Overdue. It's a podcast about the books you've been meaning to read. My name is Craig. My
0: name is Andrew. I Welcome to Boynton Town, everybody.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't prep any fun
1: like rhyming intro, which maybe uh-huh. should have been my, but I get points just for thinking about it now. So that's
0: we, good. yeah, and we can and we could just maybe outsource it to Sandra Boynton because she is great. Yep. always always writing, always going. She really Never is. Stops. I read, Terminator an interview,
1: of kid I read an interview with her uh, about a book that just came out this month, like yeah, last me, month. Yeah, me too.
0: That Entertainment Weekly one? Yeah. With like the autoplay Mrs. Maisel video at the top of it. <laughs> and a cool photo of Ted Lasso?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so this it's Children's Book Week kicking off literally today. Children's Book Week. Um, you go to everychildareader.net. You can learn That's such a
0: long URL. Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) I don't know if I've Um, noticed that before, but... But, yeah. uh, It's a twice-national thing that happens. Um,
0: Twice-national?
1: Twice-national. Twice-annual is what I mean. Twice-annual. Wow.
0: One, One... How many nations, though? Is it like all of them or just? Well, I think I got
1: confused because I was on their website trying to figure out if it was like just a U.S. thing or other Mm -hmm. nations, and I was reading other words while I said the words that I said. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, it happened. Twice twice national. Twice
0: national. Once
1: shy. (laughs) Children's Book Week. And we're going to be talking about uh, Sandra Boynton and her works. We have a few books of hers that we each have read to our respective
0: sons. Yeah, if if you got a kid, you probably have between one and six Sandra Boynton books on yeah. your shelf somewheres.
1: I have a few that are used that may or may not be yours originally, Andrew or Henry. I think, I
0: think your Barnyard Dance is ours. Okay, I have I have the other ones. Okay, that I remember? Well, maybe um, if you have if you have Pajama Time, that might be ours too. But It's
1: possible. And then I have a few others that are a mix of new and used. Um, So we'll talk about those uh, in the part of the episode where we would normally summarize like a full book. Mm -hmm. Uh, We each have several board books that we are going to talk about. Um, Yeah, because we both read them regularly. Uh, Andrew probably less so these days as Henry's gotten a little older, but Yeah, not so much these days, but... Simon's right at the age where he can really focus on visual like material in front of him. He will often reach for it to then try to eat it. Uh so he's not just like just laying there listening to me read. He will actually like look at a book, which yeah. is kind of fun.
0: So. Henry's at the age where we're potty training him and I'll ask if he pooped and he'll say, "No, I fart." <laughs> <laughs> So that's fun. That also is fun. It's always good to know what's
1: coming down the pike, Mm -hmm, you -hmm, know? mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, Boynton is not someone I knew about before uh, kids.
0: Yeah, I had not really encountered her before because I didn't really... Anytime I was in a bookstore that had a kid section, I would clock the books I was familiar with and be like, hey, Dr. Susie's still kicking. What's up, goodnight moon? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't... uh, go looking for what the latest literature was
1: which is you know something i learned in researching this week's episode is that like it's very possible that her books might have been around when we were little babies yeah, but i just don't was remember them when, she was yeah. active
0: when we were kids i just don't know if if we would have had a copy of hippos go berserk or blue hat green hat or doggies yep, yep. uh moo ba la la la's la 1982 which yep. predates both of us so yeah yep. Pl- plenty of boynton before we were born uh not i mean just just a fraction of the amount of boynton that's available today (laughs) but still true so let's talk about her work
1: before we dive into some of the favorites that we plucked for this week's episode uh she was born in orange new jersey uh 1953 i think grew up in mount airy pennsylvania not right outside of philadelphia
0: Yeah, pretty pretty near where I am now, and also went to the Germantown Friends School, which is also pretty near to where I am now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She credits its, quote, upbeat, offbeat, unquote, vibe, and uh, their pacifism, because it's a Quaker institution. uh, Those heavily influenced her work. So the other... You're never never gonna read about any like butter battles or nope. like any any with like a dinosaur who kicks a hippo in a Sandra Boynton book.
1: <laughs> Not a lot of conflict in Sandra Boynton books. No. Um, her father was an educator, uh, as well as a textbook publisher. He was the co-founder. Text, of a...
0: He's a textbook publisher. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Classic.
1: I. I, I yeah, I'm familiar. Yes. Mm-hmm. He, central casting and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, his co-founder of a publishing company, um, but the quote I found uh, about Dreamtown friends Andrew, uh-huh. um, this was there was a 2008 profile of her in the New York Times business section. Yeah, called. I mean,
0: the she's pa- a business magnate. She's got music. Yeah. She's got books. She's got all of it.
1: I think that is just like I I shout that out because of that fact that like as a successful children's author she has a bit of her own little empire but it is kind of eccentric and very particular to her and that's what this article was all was all about i thought it was interesting that it was one of the first things i found that had a full review of her career Um, but she said of germantown friends the school was so stimulating academically and artistically she says that her first year at yale was a disappointment
0: (laughs) (laughs) pretty good more, I, I personally think that more people should be disappointed by Yale as an yes. institution, so I'm <laughs> on board with this. She got her first piece of art printed, or one of her first per- pieces of art
1: printed in a local newspaper when she was 14. According to that article, also she used the $40 to invest in AT&T stock, though she thought she was buying IBM stock. Quote, <laughs> okay. she still has no idea how much it's worth.
0: Uh-huh. Wait, I, she still has it?
1: I don't know. I don't think that gets Well, this was in 2008 before the financial crisis. I don't know if any of this gets in the article if it's not the business section is what I'm saying. This children's author owns stocks. Oh He's yeah. She, yeah,
0: she owns she owns stocks, she has property. <laughs> all the all the things that you need for a um, business.
1: Did think it was neat when she went to Yale? It was the second co-ed year at Yale. Um that would be where she met her partner, I think. Mm-hmm. Um but she did study theater. After dropping out of UC Berkeley, she went back to the Yale School of Drama for directing. Um, thought that's what that's what she would do. That she stopped uh, that whole career path after starting a family. She wasn't sure that she could do that at the same time. Um, I get. I mentioned the one of the reasons I mentioned the Yale School of Drama thing there. Particularly listening to some of her children's music, which we'll talk about.
0: I haven't done that, but I did. I pajama time. I think was a maybe was a song first, and then was a book. Oh, at sure, least that's how it reads. I did not. I do not. The thing I like about the Boynton books that I like is this: it's just like good. It's good rhymes. It's good reliable rhyming schemes. It's easy to read. When you got to do a bunch of like little ooh pajama time, like little like (laughs) you got to perform it. Yeah, it's like oh, I haven't heard this, so I just uh, I'm just reading this. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. I don't know what to do with it. (laughs) The the thing
1: that really comes across in some of the music. I listened to some of her album Philadelphia Chickens. Um. (laughs) Which was Grammy nominated. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: it's got a 21st anniversary edition coming up, I hear. Yes, it does. A book version of Philadelphia uh-huh. Chickens. Uh-huh.
1: Released in 2002, it was her second album after Rhinoceros Tap. Um, no Sophomore Slump for Sandra nope. Boynton. She has she has famous people on this album Meryl Streep, Laura Linney, the Bacon Brothers,
0: Kevin. But not, Kevin. Peop- not like <laughs> people I would, do, not like musicians.
1: Well, but they can sing. He got, uh, she got BB sure. King on the next album. Oh, nice. Okay. Because of the strength of, uh, you know, Mary <laughs> Street. Like, Patty LaPone when... is on. Is on. Okay, Philadelphia okay, okay. I was
0: gonna say, tell me, wake me up when you get Shatner on one of these. Sure. bad boys, But, <laughs> um, but they have a very musical
1: theater quality to them, in the sense that meant, or like maybe a Shel Silverstein quality. Like, they are many of them are character driven. Like Mm -hmm. they are almost like a musical monologue um, in terms of the writing of the like the lyrics. So Mm -hmm. that to me felt very theatrical um, in a way that was, you know, I put it on like oh this. I I know this. This feels fun. Does
0: this song have a three act structure?
1: A little bit like the character kind of reveals something at the end. You know, all that kind of mm-hmm. The The one I listen to is the Meryl Streep song about being misunderstood. Like, it's I think it's called Nobody Understands Me. Over the course of the song, she just speaks increasingly in gibberish, but she's singing the same song. <laughs> it's really fun.
0: Meryl's, like, She's too good at getting people to understand her. That's her blessing and her curse. Meryl Streep, yeah, you're as right. An acclaimed, <laughs> as an acclaimed performer. <laughs> Except that Terminator thing. I don't understand the Terminator thing. You know what I'm talking about. Good Terminators. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. Bad ones. Uh, She also did, my personal (laughs) favorite aspect of Sandra Boynton's career, over 4,000 greeting cards, allegedly, written for the Recycled Paper Greetings Company. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they are said to have sold nearly 500 million copies between 1973 and 2003. Um, The most popular one, I guess, is just like a, here's, here's a good Boynton vibe. Like, yep. Just summary for everyone She did a, a happy birthday greeting card That says hippo birdie to use Yeah And it's animals Yes But it's like happy birthday And so every time you see Like one of those uh, greeting cards With like that hilarious awful lady on them Or like just like any <laughs> Any greeting card That's like trying to be a little offbeat and funny I guess recycled paper greetings Like and Sandra Boynton started that so,
1: she was selling them on her own before she got picked up by Recycled Paper Greetings. Mm-hmm. They wanted to pay her a flat... This is I'm learning from the business article, of course. They wanted to pay her a flat rate, and she wisely demanded royalties, uh-huh. <laughs> which they buckled and uh-huh. gave her royalties. Um, here's a quote. It's a lot easier to start in this business today... Than it was when Sandra Boyton got started. Patty Straker, manager of the National Stationery Show, says she fueled a trend in what were then called alternative greeting cards. Mm-hmm. Alternative cards helped people communicate about topics that were really hard to address or that you could poke fun at. And the article also mentions um, coming, you know, out of the late or the early seventies, late sixties, like Hallmark and whoever. There, it's only like cards with ribbons and flowers. And very elaborate things. And And it's
0: just, you open it up and it says, happy birthday, child, inside it in all block letters. Maybe
1: it's got a poem or something. And Boynton comes along and is like, what if white space on the card? What if a funny little animal and a word pun? Mm -hmm. And then you can chuckle and feel thought of at the same time. (laughs) Um, But then her first children's book, Hippos Go Berserk, 1977, um, she says she wrote her first children's book at age four. It was called The Funny Animal. Here's the text. Once there was a funny animal, one day he had a birthday party. All the animals came. They did not like it, so they left the end.
0: That, I mean, that sounds like Sandra Boynton, except the party (laughs) would have, I think, probably gone fine in a later Boynton. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would have been nice. She hadn't yet. Toned her optimistic that's true tone yes. yet, i don't yes. think um do you know that recycled paper greetings was bought by uh american greetings i'm not surprised just just in 2009 just this is a fun just a fun oh, what a fun year fact. for consolidation did you, know that, did you know that uh sandra boynton started her own uh publishing outfit called boynton cook publishers Uh, which was bought by Heinemann, which is owned mostly by Penguin Random House, which is owned by a German media conglomerate called Bertelsmann. Well, isn't it fun how all companies in... Her dad started
1: Boynton Cook.
0: All Okay, well, it's okay. Yes, yes, you're right. You're right, you're right. But it's still owned by Heinemann, still
1: owned by, still owned by, still owned by.
0: (laughs) It's just fun how all industries are like two or three companies if you pick away at them long enough. I
1: wish I could think of a fun animal pun to describe the problem that
0: you're talking about. <sighs> it's just like a, a an elephant who eats everything, I guess.
1: Except it's Ella, not fun. And then he
0: gets a tummy ache. Yeah. And that, and and, but then it, it takes medicine that regulates his <laughs> tummy and makes it so we can't eat so much anymore. That would be
1: great. Yeah, Sandra Boynton uh, political cartoons, when please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the so she's got the the greeting card part of her career. The children's book part of her career, there, which is
0: on- ongoing.
1: Yeah, there's so many books, just so many of them. Yeah,
0: this this very well in April. By the time you're listening to it, it will have been last year month. Woohoo! Last... You're doing great. Woohoo! You're doing great. Which is a book that she crafted in response to a tweet where she said, "Woohoo! You're doing great," and everybody's like, "Man, I need to hear this so bad because we we're just living in lockdown, just a miserable." <laughs> Just a miserable era where everybody feels isolated and horrible all the time. Yeah. Um. So like a children's book author tweeting, you're doing great. Or like all the hosts of the show Blue's Clues getting together and being just like, I hope your student loans are not getting you down too yeah. much. Yeah. Like everybody just goes <laughs> bananas over that stuff. So not, nothing. everything's fine.
1: That was the same interview where she said that uh, Where the Wild Things Are is her gold standard for kids books, which I can trace that line between her work and that. It's It's Um, a good book. It's a great book. Uh, That's also one where she was asked about her process, and she says, the writing and drawing are oddly simultaneous, but almost always I start with a title, and from there I design a finished cover, art, font, layout, colors, everything. That way I can fool myself into believing the book already exists. (laughs) (laughs) She's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, She wrote a book with Yo-Yo Ma in 2021 called Jungle Night, um, where she talks about really enjoying writing for children and that most children's authors that she knows of that are successful actually write for a version of themselves as a child first and foremost. Mm-hmm. They're very in touch with their childhood.
0: That's probably um, the child the child you know the most. Yeah. You spent the most time with that kid. Yeah. Cause even the Henry, when I try to ask him what he did at school, he's like, Don't want to talk about it. Don't want to talk, talk- <laughs> don't want to say that. I Talk about Simon, it later.
1: <laughs> I asked Simon that today, and he went, ah! I so. mean, that's
0: pretty honest, I think. <laughs> Fair
1: enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, And then the third part of her career that we've kind of alluded to, I, I mentioned it earlier, she has written a bunch of what is called renegade children music, children's music in at least one interview uh, with a collaborator, Michael Ford. Four albums, Rhinoceros, Tap, uh, Philadelphia Chickens, Dog Train, and Blue Moo, 17 Jukebox Hits from Way Back Never. A lot of famous people that she roped into those. And apparently, one of the reasons that they took off from a sales perspective in the late 90s, early aughts, is she sold them through the book publisher. They were included in copies of books. And so they did not take the same hit that music physical media took. Okay. In the shift to the 21st century mm-hmm. and like music streaming and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I nobody's think she's wor- going,
0: Nobody's going to Kazaa to download all the Sandra Boynton albums. No, I guess not. Mm-hmm. Or Limewire um, Lime or <laughs> uh, Napster or whatever you want. I
1: do want to go look up this um, Gregorian chant that she wrote uh, called Grunt Pigorian Chant that is both in Cantic Latin and Pig Latin. Sounds like a good time. Uh, no, no. <laughs> sounds like a good time.
0: Man, she seems like a cool lady. She seems like a cool lady. I will. I will say, and maybe we should. Maybe we should code this so people can can use it. But I do think you could do a pretty easy like random Sandra Boynton generator. Yeah, that would take like dinosaur or hippo or <laughs> or, or or like birthday. <laughs> And combine it with a bunch of different, like, nouns or verbs. Yeah. You get, you get some pretty good titles out of it, I think. Like, by the time you get to Dinosaur Dance in 2016, which is one of the ones that I brought. Yeah. It is like, yeah, you've written a lot of books about dinosaurs and hippos and stuff. It's fine. I mean, I'm glad. I don't. It's fine that you did that.
1: <laughs> She's just been doing it for a while. Yeah. Uh, and she also um, is basically her own business. She doesn't even have an LLC. She has one assistant. And Whoa. so she is like very hands on in if anything has ever been licensed like she personally did that. So mm-hmm. um, she has kind of mentioned in multiple interviews that like the music stuff is just because she likes it, not because she expects it to make money. She really wants creative control because she thinks we overvalue money like money is nice because it makes it easier to do things. But sure. doing things is the point. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's just her deal. You're doing great. Woohoo. Woo. You want to take a quick break and then we can talk about Boynton? Yeah.
0: Speaking of money, let's go. Let's, <laughs> take, let's take a quick break to listen to some messages from our sponsors. Great. Greg, <laughs> kids need books. They do. You know what else kids need? What? Doctors. Yeah, they do sometimes. <laughs> which, which is why we're happy to tell you about ZocDoc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. Uh, no more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. I've used ZocDoc to schedule dentist appointments, eye exams, other various specialist things. And I like that you can pick an appointment time right from the site, fill out a lot of the paperwork before you set foot in the waiting room, make it so you have more time to dig the Sandra Boynton books out of your bag and just read those.
1: Yeah, that's well, especially if you're like taking your kid to the doctor, that's
0: important. Mm, yeah. Uh, so, go to ZocDoc.com slash overdue, download the ZocDoc app for free, then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's z o c d o c.com slash overdue. ZocDoc.com slash overdue. Craig, say you have a b- new dance craze. I a have new a, di- new dance a new di- dinosaur affiliated dance craze that you need to tell the world about.
1: I have a new dinosaur affiliated dance
0: craze that I need to tell the world about. Craig, wow. Thanks for telling me. It sounds like you need a website.
1: (laughs) It does sound like it. I listened to myself just now and it sounded like I needed a
0: website. Well, you know what? Sandra Boynton's books are square because they're board books. And you know (laughs) what else is square? Is Squarespace. (laughs) Squarespace is a website that helps you make websites. They give you beautiful templates, drag and drop tools, uh, analytics, and all kinds of other things that you need to make your website run and to make sure people are looking at it. Uh, We're going to tell you about some stuff we like about Squarespace here. Here goes email campaigns stand out in any inbox with Squarespace email campaigns. You can collect email subscribers and convert them into loyal customers. Start with an email template and customize it by applying your brand ingredients like site colors and logo built in analytics, measure the impact of every send. You can also create pro level videos effortlessly. The Squarespace video studio app helps you make and share engaging videos to tell your story, grow your audience and drive sales and dances. Also, I mentioned analytics a couple times. Let me tell you more. You can gain powerful insights into who's visiting your site and how they're interacting with your content with in depth website analytics tools, including page views, traffic sources, time on site, most read content, audience geography, and more. And you own, like Sandra Boynton cares about content ownership. Well, you own all the content you put on the Squarespace platform. They offer one-click data portability so you can take stuff with you if you ever need to go somewhere else. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash overdue to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. squarespace.com slash overdue to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace. Squarespace.
1: Where do you want to start, Andrew? we That's both, a great question. <laughs> we both have a couple of books here, and I have my favorites. I have some, like, takes. Not full. Not maybe I don't have takes on every book. You have, but ta- I,
0: you have takes, you say. I would I love do, to hear your takes about Sandra Boynton books.
1: I have a general, like, take about what I like about my favorite Boynton books. Uh-huh. Um, but do you want to maybe describe the art style for why don't you try take a stab at describing the Boynton Hallmark art style not Hallmark the company.
0: <sighs> no, I yeah, right. I understand. It's like um, it's it's almost like Matt Greening adjacent. It's it's animals done like anthropomorphized animals mostly.
1: Oh, almost always. Yes.
0: And yeah, well, I mean sometimes you get like a monster or something. Sure, sure. But uh, you know, all the eyeballs are just like round circles with a couple of pupils in them, which can mm-hmm. be very expressive despite how simple it sounds. Yep. Um, just like it's it's not hyper detailed. It's usually she picks like a couple of exaggerated features to sort of center in on, like I'm looking at a hippo with a very big nose. Yes. <laughs> and that does look like a nose instead of just like a big hippo mouth thing. <laughs>
1: the things that stand, stand out to me is mm-hmm. how soft everything looks. Yeah. Um, it's almost like if you took like squiggle vision and like froze it. Like none of the lines feel super precise in a mm-hmm. good way. Mm-hmm. Um, like anything that's supposed to be like a quote unquote circle has a little wiggle in the yeah, line.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not super um what's the word I want? It's not it's not Sharp. super precise. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um and so it just makes everybody feel a little I don't know, like there's no like angular energy in any of these books.
0: Yeah. Well, and if you talk about the covers, like she talked about how she starts with the cover and lots of just like flat, bright yep, primary colors. Yep. For mm-hmm. book covers, not not a lot of like detail or anything to them.
1: That is something I have noticed in the first few books, the first few months of reading books to Simon, like how powerful it is to have for a baby whose eyes are still baby eyes that don't know much. Baby eyes. Um, how powerful it is to have a lot of negative space around images in a book. I think mm-hmm. I had not I that, really appreciated like that. I feel like
0: that's too negative. Oh jeez. A little bit. I li- I like
1: to create positive spaces. <laughs> Safe positive spaces. I'm out here creating dangerous negging spaces. <laughs> yeah. But just that like there, there's another series of books um the the Gossy, Duckling gossling books that that he likes as well. That have like just copious amounts of like nothing on the page uh-huh. around the the images. And that's a mm-hmm. lot of what Boynton does too. And mm-hmm. it, to your point, it's not always white, but it, it might just be a soft color, similar to her to her book covers. Yeah, sure. Um, which book do you want to start
0: with, Andrew? Um, so we I mean You've got, I think, some of the earlier ones on your list. I don't think you have Hippos Go Berserk. but I uh, don't like, have blue, Hippos. Blue, blue Hat, Green Hat oh, yeah. is pretty early. Yeah. And then Doggies, those are both 1982. So, Okay, great. The, my I guess Moo of... Mo, Ba La 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 and The Going to Bed Book are also 1982. Standard Boynton. Dang. Calm down.
1: <laughs> Having a renaissance.
0: <laughs> Let me
1: start with doggies.
0: Alexander Hamilton of animal based <laughs> kid literature over here.
1: Let me start with doggies because I read, there's a lot I like about this book. Mm-hmm. My first thing I like about this book that I had forgotten about. It's called Doggies A Counting and Barking Book. Uh-huh. And uh it's about counting to 10. Okay. Great uh-huh. for a kid's book. Lovely pretty,
0: uh, Yeah, for a kid that's super high.
1: Um, Now, something I hadn't really clocked uh, recently on the inside cover, there's always, like, a kind of a backup cover that, like, tells you the title of the book in a non-handwritten font and whatever. Mm, And and sometimes
0: a dedication.
1: Well, this one has a dedication for Lori and Bad Dog Carl. Now, I have (laughs) talked, I think even on air maybe, about how much... Good dog Carl like just makes me uncomfortable.
0: I think good dog Carl, I think he, he hits some of the same notes as Wonka for you, which is like this is a this is an ostensibly kid friendly, whimsical character who is frequently yep. trying to kill children. I don't and care we just, for it. And we just need to interrogate <laughs> that, I think. I don't care for it. Um but the way that
1: uh Doggies advances is for each number, uh she adds a dog and each dog has a different bark and without like telegraphing it what i like about it is you just learn about it as you go so it's one dog woof two dogs woof yap yap three dogs mm. woof yap yap mm. like it's just oh. it's just a sad dog look
0: look at this sad little no, dog no i see i see the dog
1: um and i just kind of like that you know an overwritten version of this kind of counting book would like Tell you the fact that each dog is going to have uh, a noise pattern that corresponds to their number, right? But she doesn't do that. She just mm-hmm. kind of lets that happen naturally, mm-hmm. and then you get to six. So she's got uh-huh. like
0: one, two, three, four, five, and you because you can this... you can kind of sense it building to like a twelve days Christmas kind yes. of thing where by the end you're going to be doing just... all these noises. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: and you get you get four, and she's done little squares. And you get to five and she brings back the little kind of um, terrier from the cover of the book. And he goes, wow, 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 wow. And then wow, wow, wow. you get to six and it's just six quiet dogs. Uh-oh. Too quiet. Both pages. Is gr- and it's like a breath in the middle of the book. And then you get to seven uh, and she does seven dogs. She adds, a seven, she adds a wiener dog for the seventh. Arf, 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 arf um arf yes
0: i'm just gonna say that's only six arfs
1: (laughs) and then she just adds a sheepdog for and one more makes eight and then nine dogs all go ow on a moonlit night
0: Mm -hmm. like werewolves of london
1: yes warren Zevon loves this book Mm -hmm. and then 10 is just a 10 is chaos 10 is just all over the place it's the end of, like, Brown Bear, Brown Bear, where you got all the animals on it. Yes, exactly. Mm. And then there's one cat at the end. Ugh. And so it's just, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, and it's just, like, a fun way to do a counting book that breaks its rules as it goes. Each time it breaks its
0: rules, it's a little bit different well it has at first it has to establish its rules without telling you that it's doing that yeah yeah and then it breaks them and then it breaks them again yeah
1: and so mm. like that for me is my favorite thing about boynton's sensibility overall is that like kids books real like especially little board books for little babies um really thrive on structure and she just has such a fun sense of what structure can do Mm -hmm. Um, because it doesn't mean that you have to stick in it the whole book. It Mm -hmm. just means that like it's helpful for the kid to get going Mm -hmm. and it makes it more fun to to read when all the dogs are different and they all have different noises. I really like the the so like on the six I'm just going to do this book on six quiet dogs. There's this big dog that shows up and you don't know what he says. Mm hmm. And then on the next page, he gets to say it. And his six is a roof, a roof, a roof. And each syllable counts as one of the six. Okay. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the fourth dog gets a different. He gets. His barks are
0: like typed, like they're in an actual typeface. Oh, well, we're we talking about like Neil Gaiman here. And he's like, like why he is. Each, every character gets their own typeface? <laughs> he
1: does. He has like a roof, 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 roof that's in like. Times New Roman, capitalized. It's very Mm -hmm. weird. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this is one of my favorite books to read with Simon currently, just because I get to do a different voice for all 10 dogs, Uh and it's not just the 12 Days of Christmas. Right. Which I think you identified pretty quickly. If it
0: were stacking on itself endlessly, you're like, I am reading most of this book like 10 times. Yeah. Over and over and over Yep. (laughs) And just no thanks. No thanks. I love love Henry. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure we all love our kids, but.
1: (laughs) Which one of the ones do you have that you want to talk about?
0: I got Dinosaur Dance. Now,
1: I don't have this one. I know Mm -hmm. nothing about it. Ooh. Coming in cold. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Dinosaur so, fan noted. No, you but. do love dinosaur fan. Ooh, you do love I've dinosaurs. never seen her draw a dinosaur. This is dope. Yeah, so she draws dinosaurs. It's a lot like her approach to regular animals. They're just like really big because they're dinosaurs. Dinosaurs so the walk like, among the, us. They are birds. Thing I like about dinosaur dance is you got this one green dinosaur who shows up at the beginning. He says, "Zang bop kiddly Pallet, dinosaur dance is starting now. So you know <laughs> you're getting into the. You know you're getting into the dinosaur dance. It's Whoa! Like, it's like him. comic book font. Yeah, yo, and he's getting into getting into the dinosaur dance. So all the dinosaurs have their own little dance. At first, it's you know again, it's a thing that like builds and then interrupts itself. Uh, blue Stegosaurus goes shimmy shimmy shake. Obviously, the red piranosaurus goes quivery quake. Yeah, the Triceratops goes tappity tap, and Pterodactyl goes flap flap flap. Perfect. A rare kids' book that can restrain itself from taking a swipe at the word pterodactyl. Oh yeah, it's just because we it, we, we, we have the a, word. we have an a- ABC book for Henry where every word is just like a fake out, like it's completely useless for teaching the ABCs. <laughs> but maybe when he's older, like, maybe he'll be into it. And then there's this tiny little dino. Look at this little look at this little <gasps> punk. Look at this punk. He goes Diddly D. He goes Diddly D. And the green dinosaur, is still around, still kind of running the show, says, "I don't know his name. What could it be?" Yes. So you've got, you've got this interloper who's, who's coming <laughs> to interrupt this carefully choreographed dinosaur dance. Then you get then you get back to a Velociraptor twins go de bump. Okay, Tyrannosaurus Tar- Rex goes stomp stomp stomp. Yeah, That's his thing. Iguanodon goes dibbity da. Uh huh. And the tiny little dino is back. He go and he goes cha cha cha. Yes, the tiny little dino goes cha cha cha. And then the last page is all the dinosaurs who have danced throughout the entire book. And he says, and the, the green dinosaur says, now everybody wants to try the cha cha cha. Tiny little dinos co- swooped in. Oh, man. Taking over the dance, gotten all the dinosaurs. The new hotness. Who were doing their own dances to do his dance. Uh oh. And just the look of like quiet despair <laughs> on the green dinosaur's face. Oh, no. And just the, and the use, of, also the use of drop shadow to separate him from the Everyone rest of the else? dinosaur group. Oh my God. So you get a sense of him as a, this like beleaguered stage manager. Charlie Brown esque figure. Yeah, who's just watching this entire thing fall apart around his ears. Oh my God. Now everybody wants to try the cha cha cha. The end. <laughs> That's, the end, of the, <laughs> That's book? the end of the book? What a genius. Is this, still green, got this it. green dinosaur's life's work? Has fallen apart. To in ca- of he's his a, eyes.
1: he's an anthropologist. He's been cataloging all of the dinosaur dances.
0: Yeah, but now this tiny, tiny little dino, who we don't even know the name of, he says "deedly d" has come. Well, he says "deedly d," and then he comes in and does a cha 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 because he doesn't care about your rules. It's not. Oh one, no, he doesn't care about one dance per dino. He doesn't care about <laughs> identifying himself.
1: <laughs> now, I do think this is a. Do you think? Does it read as a sequel to Barnyard Dance or a prequel, get it, because
0: dinosaurs? No, because Barnyard Dance is pretty much just like a square dance, but they're animals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in Barnyard Dance, as I recall, the cow in the Secret Service shades (laughs) is sort of a dictator. who. The cow looks like a far side character. A little bit, yeah. But he's kind of just a dictator who keeps the the dance running on time.
1: Yeah, and I don't know that there is there's much. I'm just leafing through it right now. There's not too much in um Barnyard Dance that is the like that that kind of structural subversion that we're mm-hmm. talking about. Mm-hmm. Um I do like stand with the donkey as a command <laughs> for Stand a dance. with the Donkey. Just like agree with his political views and that's stand like, next ew. to him. Whoa,
0: that's subtle. That's stand with the donkey. <laughs> Don't pay attention to the elephant. I did in the 2008. <laughs> the, the elephant wants to, to rip his <laughs> car. Okay.
1: In the New York Times profile, The Power of Whimsy from 2008, there is a correction, of course, at the bottom. A correction was made. An article last Sunday about Sandra Boynton, the children's book author and greeting card creator, quoted incorrectly the final part of a passage from her book, Barnyard Dance. It is bow to the horse, bow to the cow, twirl with the pig if you know how, mm-hmm. not bow to the horse if you know how. Come on,
0: Bow to grayling. the horse if you know how. That's some George Orwell <laughs> nonsense is what that is.
1: Barnyard Dance is fun, but I think I similar to your Pajama time note, Andrew. It does require a bit more of like, wow, I need to be musical today.
0: Well, I I do like that it has like once you get, I don't mind different like rhythms of a thing as long as you are being pretty consistent with the rhythm that you have to hit because you, it's, there's it's, like if I'm if I'm doing barnyard dance and it's like stomp your feet, clap your hands, everybody ready for the barnyard dance, yeah. And you just you get into the the like percussion of the words. Yep. I'm fine with that. But if you have like sometimes some Seuss's do this where most of the book is in one sort of rhythm, but then he'll switch it up on one page and I'll always hit that page and I will stumble over it because I'm in I'm in one rhythm and then he makes me change. So real quick,
1: if you put um, what what do you call the clothes that you wear to bed? Uh, a T-shirt
0: and underpants. Yeah,
1: the the whole notion, the concept. I mean, pa- a-
0: pajamas, I guess, or jammies. Yeah,
1: I, so the problem with pajama time for mm-hmm. me is I always come out of a reading of pajama time not knowing which version of pajama or pajama I personally I say. Okay. <laughs> I always, <laughs> because this book really needs you to say pajama. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, are
0: you normally a pajama person? I don't know anymore. You don't know anymore,
1: hmm. and I think that this this self doubt predates my uh, familiarity with pajama time because I think Laura says pajamas or jammies, and so yeah. I, I may have acquired that. Um, it's not jammies. No, it's not jammies. It's we like we cannot gift, put jammie like with, with whatever
0: we've got. The gift gif thing.
1: Yeah. Um, but I, this has, this does have a thing like what you're saying, Andrew. So like the first page of, I, I think I would say pajama outside of this book. The, yeah, and um, you know
0: what? You, the only people who say PJs are
1: cowards. Hey, yes. You don't want to take a stand. <laughs> you third way. <laughs> Wouldn't you, you believe in something? <laughs> um, the moon is up. It's getting late. Let's get ready to celebrate. And then, so there's like a pig swinging on a swing and there's a hippo and a, you know, a sandbox and a right, chicken sure. doing a jump rope.
0: Yeah, this all makes sense.
1: So. And then at the bottom of the page, it just says, it's pajama time. And this, I get, I think, gets to your point, Andrew, of like, this is a song that has been written down. This,
0: this is a song that I don't know, and it, I can't, I don't know how to read it.
1: The recording of the song Pajama Time first appeared in Sandra Boynton's celebrated songbook CD set, Philadelphia Chickens. So go look that up, because it is tricky there's a lot of really good, like A B rhyme schemes in this, and then you got to figure out how you're going to handle every time it says
0: pajama time. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Or the Jamma 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 PJ in parentheses. Uh-huh. Well, you're trying to teach your kid the concept of rhythm, and <laughs> you're reading a book and feel like a <laughs> lunatic. <laughs> but. That was was not on my list to talk about necessarily just because, again, I think I struggle the same as you to to know what to do with the rhythm. I love Blue Hat, Green Hat.
0: Okay. Tell me about Blue Hat, Green Hat because I was going to say like if you want animals dressed up in pajamas, there's a superior Boynton book I would direct you to. But we can – I feel like – Oh, we got to talk about that one. I feel like the going to bed book we talk about last because it's for nighttime going to bed. Great. So I I have two that I want
1: to do first before we do that. Great. Okay. Blue hat, green hat, parentheses, the oops book. <laughs>
0: God, it's a title of my is the oops book.
1: And it's got an elephant and a moose on the cover wearing a blue hat and a green hat. And you're like, mm-hmm. what is this book going to be
0: about? Mm-hmm. I mean, probably and a blue hat and a green hat. Well, and
1: so it's, it's good. Read, it's, read you a know, book specifically this one (laughs) similar to how doggies is about numbers this one Mm -hmm. is about colors colors Uh and clothes Mm -hmm. and so it's like blue hat green hat red hat oops and there's a turkey just in a yellow hat upside down on the ground
0: okay not wearing the hat correctly
1: no and so this turkey is going to be recurring character who is confused about clothes and, and this is, this is
0: written in 1982. So a turkey was still something you could call a person who was just <laughs> being a real goober about something. And it
1: does it again. Red shirt, blue shirt, yellow shirt. Oops. And the turkey's wearing the shirt upside down.
0: How do you feel about the divide between the Boynton books that are trying to learn you something and the ones that are just like, here's some animals just chilling <laughs> and having um, a good time? Because you, like... You've got doggies and this one. And maybe it's because they are so early, but they both seem like they... They feel like they need to also be teaching you something else. I like guess. Numbers of so. colors.
1: Yeah. Yes. Because I'm also gonna talk about Muba La La La, which is like what if we talk about farm animal sounds mm-hmm. but they're messed up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like I I think I'm responding very positively to it is a children's book. So it's about the things like there I have another book that's about um it's like a brown house who a brown mouse who lives in a little house or something and it's lots of colors and it's lots of like things in sequence it's like this mm-hmm. but it's less silly mm-hmm. and what i like about this is the simplicity of like all of these animals are trying to participate in a children's book about colors
0: <laughs> <And> <laughs> but this, this one turkey keeps messing it up for everybody
1: this turkey like she wants to teach me about color colorful pants yellow pants red pants green pants oops and so, like, I have to talk to my kid about how he's wearing the blue pants on his head. Uh-huh. And then the rhythm of it, blue co- blue coat, oops. Red socks, oops. Green shoes, yellow shoes, blue shoes, oops. It's got some fun music to it. And then, <laughs> then it's just this turkey. He's wearing a yellow hat and a green shirt and blue pants and red shoes. And in parentheses, it says, purple socks, exclamation point. And then on the next page... He's
0: diving into the pool.
1: Wait, there was not a pool in this book.
0: <laughs> there is now and, and it's just a oops, oops. Oops. He's a rebel. This turkey stole all the clothes from everybody and now he's going to jump in the pool with them on. I love it. Yeah. He's just a fun cad. You know, he's messing everything <laughs> up.
1: But yeah, I think I I you're right to call that out, you know, I think I'm responding to Stuff that has the structure of a stereotypical children's book mm-hmm. and is then just like, you know, going off the rails. Because mm-hmm. Moo La 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 is cow, sheep, pigs, right? Uh, did you did
0: you know real quick before we get started? Oh, please. In 2021, she did a Halloween version called Boo La La La. Stop it, you <laughs> clever lady. And in 2022, she did a Christmas version called Moo Ba Fa La 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 La.
1: (laughs) What I love about this is this (laughs) is all coming straight from her. It's Uh not licensed nonsense.
0: Yeah, it's not like somebody at the publishing house is like, well, I mean, you gotta. People like Halloween and Christmas are the two big holidays. Thanksgiving's been defeated. You can't keep doing this turkey stuff. (laughs) Oops. Oops. So we need a we need a Halloween book on the shelves in time for in time for a Ween this year. What I like about Moo Ba La La mm-hmm. La
1: is cow says moo, yeah. Sheep says ba, uh huh. Three singing pigs say la la la. Right. In the next page, there's just text that says no no you say that
0: isn't right. The pegs say o- the pigs say oink all day and night. So this is similar to the dinosaur dance formula where the book is presented as a sort of a play that has been <laughs> correct rehearsed and is being put on but yeah. some rogue animal has started messing it up for everybody else.
1: Uh-huh, some other dogs go bow wow wow and cats and kittens say meow, quack says a duck and a horse says neigh and and then it's it's quiet now. What do you say? Mhm. And as That's, you discussed earlier with Simon, he just says "ah." He mostly goes ah, "ah,
0: Um, I wish that the pigs came back
1: in this book
0: a little bit. Yeah, you you wish it was. See that she fixed this later with the tiny little dino thing. Dinosaur yes, or dance.
1: He's an antagonist to that book. This book lacks a an active antagonist. <laughs> um, it's her Quaker upbringing. Uh huh. Um. But there is this, I do like to your point about how expressive she is able to be with these very simple eyes. Just check out all of the emotions on this final page of all the animals, quote unquote, turning to the reader Uh and asking them, what do you say?
0: Yeah. And they're all, some of them look a little worried about it. Yeah. And then some look inquisitive, some look kind of nonplussed. There's like one or two of
1: them look happy. Mm-hmm. And most of them are like, "Oh my God, we're in a book <laughs> there's
0: someone here, <laughs> oh man, yeah, a lot- a, many of these animals are just now learning what the fourth wall is <laughs> as the, they break it,
1: yeah, the dog looks upset the the duck looks a little like, yeah okay, but some, the cats look worried mm-hmm. it's a it's fun, okay, close mm-hmm. us out with the going to bed book.
0: The Andrew. going to bed book is uh is I feel like the the rhyme is a little slower because it's not like not every page has its own internal rhyme. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're kind of, you just kind of, you're kind of getting into a lull here. So we're going to bed book dedicated to Keith who is never tired. Oh, I love it. Which is, yeah, it makes sense as one of her earlier ones because she would still have kids who were who <laughs> for whom getting them to sleep was like the single biggest undertaking of the day. Yeah. And it's all, it's just like these animals on this arc. There's no uh, backstory about like whether this is sort of an end time situation where the animals oh are on the arc to preserve animal life. What?
1: This this is a real like seeing the arrow in the FedEx logo moment for you me. You can't you like,
0: can't uh, you don't. <laughs> you I can't not think about why all these animals are together on this arc in this endless uh, expanse of ocean.
1: I literally just was like, this is a book that is set on a cruise ship for some random reason. For the last six months, uh-huh. this book for me has been set on a cruise ship.
0: I mean, it's de- look at that boat though. That's definitely an arkish. You are boat. completely correct. Yeah. mm -hmm. The sun sun is set not long ago. You get a nice, nice gradient sunset here. It's really nice in contrast to her typical uh, flat colors. It
1: stands out a lot. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Now everybody goes below, and as the pages go, the animals keep doing all the stuff that the that, the that, book a, is that a bedtime in. might require. Yeah, yes. so the animals are going below. You see a port hole in the window; otherwise, there's like no background or anything. Yep, yep, so yep. Again, like working pretty well with her spare style, while still illustrating what is happening. To take a bath in one big tub with soap all over, scrub, scrub, scrub. Just very a very funny big bathtub packed with many animals. I love it. Very cute. Uh, they hang their towels on the wall. And find pajamas, big and small. A lot of uh, animals putting on pajamas, including mm-hmm. some putting on pajamas that don't belong to them. Yep. With some on top and some beneath, they brush and brush and brush their teeth. Many animals, all in the right pajamas now, brushing their teeth. Yeah. Which is something you really need to stress to your kid. Is I mean, you, Simon just got teeth, so you know all about this. You got to brush both of those things. Yeah, <laughs> <every day>. real. <laughs> I tell
1: him every day. You got to brush them. You only got two of them. Take
0: care. And, care. And when the moon is on the rise, they all go up to exercise. And this what? is the biggest, the biggest Boynton like <laughs> boing, boing, boing <laughs> moment that you get.
1: Love all the exercising that's happening on this sea. Yeah, the you got stage. like
0: an elephant jumping rope and a moose lifting weights, a pig doing a full headstand, mm-hmm. bear doing push ups. And yep. then, like many of the other animals, well, I mean, this bunny, I don't know, it's like yoga or something. The bunny and the hippo are both yeah, doing Yeah, I yoga think poses. that
1: dog is doing crunches in the background. Yeah,
0: and the cat's doing kind of like chin ups on the side yep. of the boat. Yep. And is that a lion? Yeah, sprinting? that's a lion just running around. Yeah.
1: It's great. It is it is a real surprise. It's a two-page spread. The only words are to exercise. It's fun that the rhyme carries over to the next page.
0: And, like, never mind that to take a bath and put on your pajamas yep. and then to go exercise <laughs> is the most demented thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and down once more, but not so fast. They're on their way to bed at last. So you're going back downstairs, but... It's a little, it's a little less rowdy this time. My Maybe. favorite
1: animal is the dog just laying on the
0: stairs. Oh, that's me. <laughs> that hit me. Uh, this this page has no illustration. The day is yep. done. They say goodnight, and somebody turns off the light. The moon is high. The sea is deep. They rock and rock and rock to sleep. And I like the way that the staggered. Yeah. Text of they rock and rock and rock to sleep. It's not all in one line. It's kind of a stair step thing going down the yep. span of two pages uh, creates a natural like a uh, beat in between each mm-hmm. each uh, phrase in a way that that emphasizes, hey, it's time to go to sleep now. Like <laughs> when. I read Henry when he was when he was really little, like around Simon's age. And I was reading him just like three, two or three books that I would just pick every yep. night. Yep. Um, except for a book called Guess How Much I Love You, which he always hated and never wanted to hear. <laughs> like he would just push it back into the shelf every time I try to get it out. But uh, this one would always be the last one because it's just, you know what? We're yep. going to quiet down. It has this nice little pause at the end. We're just going to get a little sleepy and then we're going to go for it.
1: It's very powerful. The there's I can think of very f- very few of them off the top of my head. There's this one. There's the one I mentioned in Muba La La. When she decides to put text on a page with no images, it's actually like kind of arresting. You're like, wow, oh, I need to pay attention now. Yeah,
0: because like this is this is for me. Yeah, yeah I don't <laughs> I don't need picture books. I'm a big boy. I just <laughs> read word books. Yep. And uh-huh. so this page tra- temporarily transforms it into a word book.
1: Yes, correct, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and something I was thinking about as I was looking at the, the simplicity of the colors on uh, that final page, moon is high, sea is deep. Like, everything is a solid color. There's mm-hmm. no gradients. Mm-hmm. We talked about the gradients on the first page. And then I was looking at the animals again, and something that we kind of didn't really, like, drill down on is not only are they kind of soft in like shape and line and stuff like that in a very friendly way most of them color wise the way that she like they're almost all two-tone it's a lot of
0: it's a lot of white with color around the edges
1: yes Mm -hmm. which kind of like gives you a sense of their fur or their skin or whatever but she doesn't it's not saturated color mm. for a rhino, it's just yeah. the gray right around the edges or something. yeah,
0: and the more the bigger the animal is the more white space you tend to get like the yep. the amount of color around the edges is pretty consistent from animal to animal
1: yep, and for like mammals that are that are like typically very furry like that kind of gives you the underbelly quality pretty quickly mm-hmm. but just in general, it just gives everybody like an interesting like set of. It's it's a neat way to do do color without actually mm-hmm. having to like give them fifteen colors in an animal or whatever. It's pretty.
0: Impressive. Well, and then when you decide you do want to do yep. a more saturated color, like for the pajamas or, yep. or yep. like the background elements or whatever, like it it draws the eye a little bit more. She
1: gets a lot of mileage out of putting these animals in clothes. Oh
0: yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are good books. Yeah, Sandra Boynton does good work.
1: And the going to bed book is one of her most popular. I'm glad that we closed on that.
0: Yeah, one. and I, I'm not gonna and I'm not gonna say that every like we talk about Pajantine. Not everyone is a is a straight banger like going I to bed. I have one book about or... um horns and toes. Yeah, I think that may have been one of ours. Which also I think it. I don't know if that was one of and horns to toes. I think and that was between. a hand me down to us. Yeah, and it's a
1: it's a like it's a it's monsters that have physical features. So like. It falls under the category of... Teaching you about body parts. Teaching yeah. you about body parts. And it, it's fun. It is it is less memorable to me than some of the books that we yeah, talked for about sure. today. Definitely, definitely. Um, but I'm interested to go... I want to go read her Woohoo! You Did a Great Job book. <laughs> Um, I, wanna I want to listen. I want
0: to see what what the the holiday Mubalala adaptations do with yep. the forum. Like, I'm curious. I'm just curious to know. She has a whole
1: Christmas album coming out this later this year. I'm like
0: excited for the Sandra Boynton album drop now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's gonna be Charlie Brown Christmas that uh, Eagles album that they yeah. did last year Woo. uh Bob Dylan Christmas in the Heart and, and the Santa Point album yep. and those will be the four there are now four acceptable Christmas albums which That's is pretty it. wild those are the only four it's weird and three of them have come out within the last 15 years yeah it's weird how that works mm-hmm. there was only one for so long we're just breaking we are breaking the boomers hold on <laughs> Christmas music Finally. We are simply having
1: a, a wonderful Christmas time now. Yes, it's ours. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Andrew, thanks for talking about Sandra Boynton. This has been really fun. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good to. I haven't read any of these in a while, so it's fun to revisit them and remember the the like any with any of these kids' books. I mean, you're gonna read it ten trillion yep. times, and there's yep. not that much on the page or in the words to to. Really hang on to your like second dozenth time <laughs> through any of them, and so the the lore that you create in your head and talk to your partner about because it's they important. also they also are trapped in this book prison with you. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. is is fun, which is what the, the, that's why I bring up the arc thing is you're going to be thinking about these animals adrift forever,
1: and the now. the faces are also just so expressive that they're like. They're fun to return. I try not to read them too often. We have a lot of books to read, thankfully, mm-hmm. um, but like it's it's there's all it feels like there's always something new to see, even if you've yeah. seen it already.
0: Yeah, we have a lot of books to read, but Henry is like big into
1: picking like, a few.
0: Well, just like r- routine and and yeah. mm-hmm. like sticking to a thing. And so if I have to, if I am going to. Try to switch books. I've I kind of just have to do it all at once. Like I can't just put another <laughs> one into the rotation because then I'll end up reading the new book, and then he'll be like, "Well, what about like the books that we have been reading?" Every you day? just kind of have we, to say those are those away back? for now. Yeah, yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> those books went on vacation. Mm-hmm. They'll come back. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, if you, the listener at home, um, have some fun Sandra Boynton books or songs that you'd like to tell us about, send us an email. Uh, at No, OverduePod at gmail.com. Hit us up on the social media at Overdue Pod, The social media, whichever one, <laughs> pick, even the bad ones. ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially
0: the bad ones. Uh, the bad ones. They're Thanks bad. to
1: Melissa Persephone, West Coast Sal, Danny, Lexi, Jamie, Raquel, and Liesel for reaching out in the past week, uh, plus many more over the last few months. Uh, Nick Landis has composed our theme music Andrew, if folks want to know more about the show, where do they go?
0: Overduepodcast.com is our internet website. Up there we have the books that we have read and the ones we are going to read. Our May schedule will be up there. I'm sure Craig will walk us through it in a second. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash overdue pod. Get access to bonus episodes early. uh, Sit in on bonus episode recordings. We're going to do one uh, as we record this. It'll be later this week. On the novelization of the 1993 Super Mario Brothers film, yep. by Todd Strasser. The the adaptations by Todd Strasser. The movies yep. by it's sort of everybody and nobody. I
1: think. Shigeru Miyamoto and no one else <laughs> ever. Uh, I think that's everything, right? Yep. If you want to join us for that, patreoncom slash pot, of course. Yeah, uh, and the also
0: of- uh, fire up your time machine. <laughs> yeah. And go to patreon.com. Uh,
1: the rest of May. Next week, Andrew is going to talk to us about a book called Several People Are Typing by Calvin Kasulke. It's an
0: extremely online book about Slack.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, well, Rainbow I guess Roll.
0: Microsoft Teams people would probably mostly get it, too. Not to <laughs> discriminate against Microsoft Teams.
1: <laughs> sure. Uh, we're going to talk about Carry On by Rainbow Roll, uh, Our Patron's Choice episode... Of the month uh, for Flowers was the theme. It's going to be The Orchid Thief by Susan Orlean. Then we're going to close out the month with Master and Commander by Patrick O'Brien. Uh, of course, you'll also get two new episodes, new quote-unquote episodes of Sand by Me, our Sandman Longreads project, hitting the main feed this month if you want those episodes as they are released, which is typically a month to two months ahead of when they're hitting the main feed go again to patreon.com slash overdue pod.
0: All right. Yeah. Until. Well, cool. Great. I'm going (laughs) to, now it's time for us to act out the going to bed book and go to bed. (laughs) until Until we talk to you next time, please try to be happy. was a HeadGum Podcast.